Hey y'all, it's uh, me and my boyfriend Nicole. I'm Aurora. I'm the boyfriend Nicole. And uh, we're from the future right now. <laughs> uh, we went back and listened to this episode. We really liked it. But um, there are some things. Nicole, you want to talk about the things? So what had happened was, we was in the beginning stages, you know, like the first date. And we was trying to decide what we wanted to be. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so we kind of effed up. It was like, <laughs> let's be like a 90s radio station, maybe even 80s, and be like, it's Moody and the Wolf. Oh, you're going to see. But we, this episode is so good and explains our journey together. And, yeah. And it's hilarious, okay? But we we have to play it because in future episodes, we refer to it. Exactly. So just ignore... The Mooney and the Wolf shit. Right. So in it, I, Nicole, the boyfriend, am going to be the wolf. And I am Mooney. And I think at the very end of this episode, maybe, or in another episode, we talk about how we should switch. Yes, we did. Yeah. 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 So so you'll get it. Anyway. You're going to love it. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. it. Save the tatas. Enjoy. (laughs) <laughs> I'm Mooney. And I'm the wolf. Arr! And you're listening to Mooney and, and the Wolf. wolf. <laughs> and today's topic, we're going to be talking about the wolf. Yes. And um, my rather large endowments. Um, <laughs> my... Tatas, your which, melons. Yes, yes, my watermelons, <laughs> which um, are not technically mine. I mean, they are bought and paid for, right? Okay, you know, but they're implants, right? We're yes. getting those removed. Yes, we had our first consult. Well, not we. The wolf had the first consultation <laughs> today, um, and I went with her as my support system. Yes, yeah, and. I think we both went in with like pretty high expectations for what it was going to be. And we were both feeling pretty weird. Right. After the <clears throat> appointment. I think we set ourselves up a little bit too much. We did. We set ourselves up one way by not being prepared in any way. Yeah, I know. Which is not like me. So I know, right? I was all excited and mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm just going to go. And um, this doctor was on a recommended list um, for, uh, they call it explant, for removal um, of implants and a lifts. Um, there was only like five doctors for Tennessee lifted, listed on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this doctor worked at Vanderbilt. and Which so, is pretty close to where we live. Right. Yeah. So, and it's the Harvard of the South, if you didn't know. Yeah. So, (laughs) we got cool shit in the South, too, okay? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, it's like the best of the best here where we're at. And so, I was like, well, no question, let's go there. And um, it said that he did all these things like that he takes the implants out, that he does the lift, that he does um, pathology, where he does all these tests afterwards, blood work, everything. Um, and that he takes pictures and videos that he takes the whole capsule out that's around the breast, like Mm -hmm. all this stuff. We'll even return the implants to you, which on a side note, when I asked if he returns (laughs) implants to me, he was like, why would you want those? Which honestly, valid question. Right. My only thought was, which I didn't say was because all the other women on my support group (laughs) get theirs back. So let's go with... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's so much back here. Like, honestly, 
we were feeling like weird. We we're like, I don't want to do it there. Like, I I didn't like the way they made but us feel. Let's go back to what happened. Okay, let's. Oh yeah, let's explain our so, experience. Let hold on. Let's just say we were feeling gross, feeling weird. Like, okay, we don't want to work with him. And then we calmed down. We went to like this fresh marketplace, yeah. which honestly was like low key a scam, like for yeah. people to feel good about themselves. It was an organic, like bougie place. Yeah, which. I'm like, y'all can get this at Kroger. Like, right. But don't it was pretty. Yourself. It was real pretty. And then we went and got coffee. And then we, we were, checked ourselves. Yes. And we yeah. were like, hold up. Wait a minute. Let's look at this situation from the outside. Yes. Well, and let's give a, a, a little example. Let's, let's explain let's what's happening. Set the happened. scene here. Set the scene. Yes. Okay. So we're, we're in Brentwood. Which is bougie, like... Yes, several million dollar homes, which if you're, you know, in certain areas, that might not seem like a lot. But here you can get like a four bedroom house for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, you know, in a really nice neighborhood. Right. So it being very, very expensive, very high end. Yeah. Near Franklin, which is where all the like country music stars live. So people walk in, they've got like nice purses, nice boots. Designer everything. They've gotten like, you know, a whole moment. Like hair done, nails done, everything did. Yes, Drake go off. But we walk in there. (laughs) I have on a flannel, bike shorts, and platform white Crocs. Like I am... The shit, okay? Right. Like, full beat, though. Like, face fully done. Like, she she's feeling her, like, MUA moment. With a mask on. With a mask on, but that's all right. I still right? look cute underneath the mask. Right. And I had on neon green. <laughs> Heart-shaped. Heart-shaped sunglasses on my head. I did hot roll my hair, okay? Right. But I had no makeup on. I had, like, coconut oil on. But I had a mask. You couldn't tell, Right. Right. And then, right. And then I had my really cute little, like, um, Goodwill purse. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know, on my TJ Maxx sweater, my, like, dollar tank top, whatever. Tank top. Right. And they were banana public jeans. However, I got them at, like, a thrift store. Well, he doesn't need to know that. And then five below, like, flip flops. So, like, but but they were shaped like Birkenstocks, right? But anybody from Franklin or Britain would be like, "Bitch, those ain't real." Like, no, try and, again. <laughs> yeah, so we was definitely like posing up in Brentwood, and then not only we walk in there. So I'm pretty sure he's like, "Okay, so lesbian couple and right this." But I wasn't necessarily the dude this time. No, for People, once it was me. I know, right? I'm very excited about that. Yeah. But anyway, it was. The I plan. did that for you. Thank as, you. As a strong support, you, right? Um, so, and we're not a couple. No. But people think we are all the well, time. Nicole, oops, Wolf <laughs> is my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm always a dude because normally I have a baseball cap on and jeans yeah. and like biker boots. And normally I'm like And in all a dress the tattoos, yeah. With like boots. Oh yeah, she's yeah. like dressed to the nine. Not the, the boots nines. match the jacket, match the dress, match the hair, which is on fly, I, on point. I mean, you yes, know, and she's whatever. having a moment with her makeup all the time. And I'm like, I got on some chapstick. <laughs> I might have brushed my hair and shoved it underneath the baseball cap. And you pitch your cheeks to give yourself a little bit of a of a healthy color. I feel glow. like more like you smack me in the face and I'm like, ooh, I got some color. Well, I thought about it. I know. Right? But I didn't. That's all that right. matters, right? Yeah. And then <clears throat> it said insurance accepted. Right. It did. On... The list, whatever, and I've been to Vanderbilt before. Mm-hmm. My son has had surgery at Vanderbilt. Like, they saved his life when he was a baby. Absolutely love Vanderbilt. They accept my insurance then, and I paid, like, $50 for him to be in the hospital mm-hmm. for 
a week and a half. Right. Um, you know, with my insurance, some good stuff. So I was like, hey, y'all take insurance, right? And they're like, yes. And so I gave them my insurance information, everything else, right? <laughs> well, and then this is the time of COVID and stuff. Right. And so um, our experience is we're dressed. Like as we, we are. Yes. Um, we're like besties, which can easily come off as lesbians. Mm-hmm. Not that that should be a problem, no, but it's, it's just not. adding to the atmosphere. We've all dipped to the other side. We like to walk on both sides right? of the I went to college. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? Yeah. I went to college. I've tasted the rainbow in many ways. <laughs> and then some. Uh-huh. Um, but then we get in there and the nurse is asking questions and she asks, where are you employed? Where do you currently work? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm unemployed. And she and, was like, oh, okay. Right? Which I feel like isn't so weird like at this point in time because a lot of right. people lost their job right. during the whole, the whole COVID thing. Right. So you could be in between jobs. Right. But then the doctor came in and looked at the exact same file and asked me again where I was employed. And I was like, I'm unemployed. And it didn't hit me till later that I'm sure he was going, bitch, how are you paying for this surgery at Vanderbilt in Brentwood? Like, okay. what are you thinking? Because it was like over 10 grand for this surgery. Yeah. So <laughs> so it's the implant removal, mm-hmm. right? Which I have like 600 cc's. Gazongas. Yes. It, yeah, it's sneaky. Come in. Hey. Yes. So I was looking for a snack and found these. Oh, I was looking for yes, those are yours. Yes. Yes, go for it. Enjoy. I will, thank you. Love you. Love you. Okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, where were we? Oh, yeah. So I have 600 cc's of saline implants mm-hmm. underneath the muscle, right, that I got done, like, I'm going to age myself now, um, like 17 years ago. And it was my second set. I had another set that was like 400 cc's of over the muscle, um, like for five years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot um, of things going on in there. Yeah, and so I had had two children prior and breastfed and had them pump back up and mm-hmm. then some. And now I'm like, okay, it's time to take these out. I have a lot of um, allergies, like food allergies, all that kind of stuff. Constant mm-hmm. rashes. Um, all kinds of like autoimmune issues, um, and allegedly mm-hmm. there it's is not official. It's not official, but there's a breast implant illness, right? That thousands of women will say um, have a lot of the same symptoms and everything else. And at this point, uh, you're only supposed to have implants in no longer than ten years, which was not advertised at the time. No. I don't even know if they knew back then. I mean, but they've been doing plastic surgery for like years, right? Like I'm sure we could we could delve farther into. I don't know the history of plastic surgery, right? But I mean, yes, they probably didn't know when women were first getting them how long they should be in their body. Yeah. Um, but I would like to think like 20 years ago, they had some idea that these things expire. Like, yes, they should have been telling women that. Well, and now I've been told that it's only supposed to be in you five to ten years, mm-hmm. you know, and then you need to get something done, either them taken out, have something else put in, or whatever. But another thing is, is that he said that with each surgery, it gets harder and harder to do it. So how often can you have the surgery done, you know? Well, I'm just thinking that... 
let's just go off with let's just operate on people have good intentions they didn't think that these things were harmful when they were putting them into women we we could have a whole nother discussion about the evils of big pharma and the yeah let's not let's not that's too deep yeah and i'm like and i love vanderbilt they've been wonderful to me and and that's not i'm not speaking about them and i did not go to them to have them put in right right it was another doctor but so let's just operate on everybody's doing the best they can people don't know these things about they do expire they are possibly making women sick Mm -hmm. i do think that at least they should they should have known at that time that you are supposed to get the surgery done every five, ten years. Were you told that in the beginning? I don't remember that, but you got to think this is over a decade and a half ago, like right. 17 years ago. I okay. don't remember. And I was in my 20s, mm-hmm. and nothing against anybody in their 20s, but all I could think of is that I wanted to look pretty. Right. I wanted to feel good, mm-hmm. I, you know, um, and feel good about myself. And now, in my 40s, I'm like, Oh, what does it matter? Why did I think that? Everything else, well, you know. Everybody's young and dumb and stupid and cares well, about how and, they look. And I don't think that young and dumb goes together. I think yeah. it's more of um, I had in my mind right. a way that I was supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And during that time, big breasts were the big thing. Pamela Anderson, Anna Nicole Smith, like it was a huge thing. Right. You know, um, and, and it was one of those that everyone was getting it done, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I'm not going to lie. I had fun with them. I enjoyed my <laughs> boobies. Okay. How much, how much do we want to talk about what we've earned with these? these we'll things? just say I've had a lot of fun. They have supported <laughs> me through the years in many ways. Bought they, me a couple of houses. I'm not saying they did. I'm sure it's my winning personality too, but I'm just saying they've helped me feel good about myself uh-huh. and other people have enjoyed them. And okay. you have too. And I have too. And I did. And I like the way I looked in clothes, everything else. Mm-hmm. But now I'm at a point in my life where healthy mm-hmm. is better. I want to feel good physically, emotionally. I don't want something that I have to worry about. And it is something inside of me that eventually will malfunction. No matter right. how good a product it is, I'm going to have to get them replaced or taken out. Like, it, it has to happen. Right. Um, and so now is the time. And let's do it. Let's do it, right? And mm-hmm. they are so large that I have back pain right. all the time, you know, and neck pain and shoulder pain and... It's just like I've moved past that, you know? At the very least, like, I mean, we can talk about your symptoms if you want to get into that. At the very least, let's say your health issues don't magically clear up. Like, Mm. we really think they will or we hope that they will. You will not have as many back problems. Your neck won't hurt. Your shoulder won't hurt. So, And also, they expire. They have expired at this Mm -hmm. point. They need to come out. Mm -hmm. Just point blank period. Right. Yeah. So, so we're not making big official claims here. No, but. no, absolutely not. I'm not a doctor or anything else. But another thing I will point out, too, is that, you know, let's say 20 years ago, mm-hmm. um, autoimmune, like, illnesses and diseases wasn't as big a thing. Right. Hold on a second. Hello? Okay. I'll be right back. Okay, so where were we? Okay, so had the 
implants, went to the doctor's appointment, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So, <clears throat> the doctor explained the procedure. Um, he was very direct. And thorough. Um, very thorough. Explained, even did drawings on the wall. Which she, I really appreciated. Right? Um, I thought that was great. It yes. was, to me, it was very like, this is exactly what's going to be happening to your body. Um, I think that kind of could quell a fear of, like, not trusting your doctor. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like that he took the time to really explain what he was going to exactly be doing. Right. And for the dangers, mm-hmm. for what it entails, the fact that I had two surgeries and there's two separate pockets. Like, explain things to me that I wouldn't have thought about before. Right. But also so that my expectations Were... weren't too high. Like, explaining how much smaller they're going to be. Right. And everything else. And that he could take you know, tissue from other places to move it. Mm-hmm. And if anything, you know, like one of the worst case scenarios is, is that this might not sound very attractive to people, but your nipple could die yeah. whatever during <laughs> surgery being moved and stuff. Um, sexy time. Um, that they, ha- they know excellent, like, um, tattoo artists. Right. Yeah. You know, and I ne- didn't never knew that he would recommend something like that. That was really neat. That can draw, you know, mm-hmm. like, or tattoo nipples yeah. on. I think what kind of gave us a weird feeling though is, he just didn't really talk to you or, like, kind of ask you, like, what your expectations are, like, your feelings. Like, I feel like maybe we wouldn't have felt so weird about it after leaving if there had been a little bit more of a conversation. It was very much like, here's our PowerPoint presentation about what's going to be happening. And I understand, like, he's like, yo, I got, like, 90 other people to see. Like, Mm -hmm. let's get in, let's get out. He's a very direct person. Right. And afterwards we were discussing, we were like, do you want your surgeon to be, like happy-go-lucky like family friend time like make you feel so good like you're validated yes sweetie or do you want a surgeon that does their job so flipping well that it doesn't matter how they talk to you like right but they made you healthier right and better and as it's always easier to look back and reflect on things and go oh yeah he is also a professor there yeah and so it was very much like instructing us on what's going to happen and yeah. these are the dangers and everything else. I didn't even think about it that way. Yes. So you said something just And now. that we are like the students and he's showing us and yeah. he's dumbing it down for us, which I never in one way felt like he was treating us that way. No, no, no. No, but he literally was, let's yeah, be honest. Like, yes, yeah. yes. And then and we to did. Be, to be fair, I don't know shit about it. Right? So like, yes. Yes, he even showed how. A and B go together to make C, C, like like, the drawing and stuff. Yes, but um, it was it was pretty good Mm -hmm. up until the point where he asked if we had any questions. Oh yeah, that's where (laughs) that's where it fell apart. Like I feel like that's where he was like, "Okay, bitch, we'll tell you the questions, and then we'll tell you what we thought he was thinking at this point." Yeah. (laughs) So you go. Uh, so I don't know what the first question was. But well, the first question was I was asking about if he was going to take the capsule out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole. So the capsule is like the tissue around the implant. It's where um, your body accepts or rejects something, mm-hmm. right? And so my body accepted the implants, but it makes like a capsule around it to mm-hmm. kind of encapsulate it right um and make it part of your body yes webster with... dictionary use the word in the definition <laughs> <laughs> i know I was, the, my brain is showing right no it's oh. okay but no it's it's just like a um, like a bubble 
Yeah, that is tissue, of blood, tissue and blood and everything that your body creates a, a right. foreign object right. that's put into your body. And so, you know, I asked if he removes that, mm-hmm. and he said that he can if we if I request that. Um, but considering it's underneath the muscle, like it was kind of scary too when he was yeah. talking about it about how he has to be really careful and sometimes mm-hmm. he can't get all of it or he may not be able to get all of it because it could puncture a lung, whatever is real. Or I had, it's attached to your chest wall. Yes, like, and I had never really thought about that. Me neither. And it was really terrifying. I think that's when it really started to change for me. Yeah. Um. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to get this taken out. And I'm going to be healthy. Mm-hmm. And no way did I do I 100% believe that, oh, getting these implants taken out, all of a sudden all my problems are going to go away. Right. I don't. But I think it's something where my body has a chance to heal. Yes. And ultimately I have to get them taken out anyway. Right. Because they're way past, you know, expiration date. I think our expectations were not in the place you thought they were going right. to be. Right. And for me, I anytime you have surgery, I know there's a chance you could die. Okay? Mm-hmm. let's. We all know that, right? Right. Um, Grey's Anatomy has taught me so much. I I know. That's where you get all your medical <laughs> information from. Don't judge me. Right? I, I can't. You know, Google is my best friend. Okay, um, WebMD. Right? And then is, Facebook. Which is a better source, honestly. Grey's Anatomy, WebMD, or Facebook. Like Grey's Anatomy. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so you know you could die any kind of surgery. You absolutely know that, right? But I'm thinking more of complications from anesthesia. Yeah. Or like a blood clot or something like that, right? right. I'm not thinking puncture my lung. <laughs> well, when you say it like trying that. Trying to take the implant out. And then I'm like, is what? it better just to leave them in? Like, I don't, it's just like I started, I started to spiral then. And I didn't realize it till later that yeah. that was the bigger thing for me. Like, okay, I knew death was on the table, which sounds crazy, but, yeah. but I didn't puncture a lung. Oh, shit. Oh. I, you know what? I, I'm betting the guy who went to, to school for this surgery, you mm-hmm. know, and um, has had all these years of experience probably knows more than me. You know, it's a crazy thing. It is crazy to I think that. I just heard about it. <laughs> it's called medical school. Oh, my God. What? Right? Just I heard you had to go over the years for that. I don't you probably know. know a lot more than me who's been searching on the internet for like a month. No. no. What? And I've watched every single season of Grey's Anatomy. I definitely know more. I watched ER, too. And I went to nursing school for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I dropped out senior year. You were so close. I know. I decided I didn't really like it. I mean, I guess that's a time to decide. Right. Well, eh. I mean, I went, I finished my degree in mm-hmm. psychology and like did social work. Mm-hmm. However, I don't know that I'm qualified to give any kind of medical advice. I know that I am not qualified to give any kind of medical advice, especially to myself. <laughs> However, I felt like um, I was ready for this. And then he started throwing lung puncture at me. And, yeah. Which would seem logical. It's, there's your boobs. There's, there's your, your lungs. lungs. But it never occurred to me that that was a possibility. Well, I mean, it's... it's and I had anatomy and physiology like 20 years ago. I should have known that. You know what's so weird? What? I'm just now thinking about this. We know our bodies exist. <laughs> like, obviously. Like, right? we're living in them. Like, we see other people. But, like, we don't really have an understanding of, like, what the fuck's going on in there. Like... Well, it's... And I, it's very simple, like... Head bone connected to the neck bone, connected <laughs> to the shoulder bone, connected to some ribs in there. Wait, like, like head, shoulder, knee, and toes. It's like. the, it's the exact same, same. Okay, follow me on this. Okay, uh-huh. it's the same 
thing as I know my body exists and I know what it does. Mm-hmm. Just like I know there's the moon and the stars and the sun. Right. And I know they're right there and I can see them. Mm-hmm. But I probably conceptualize them both about the same. Like, yeah. it's here. I see it. Hey. But I don't really think about it. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I would like to think that I'm a, a kind of educated person. Like, I know a joke about Grey's Anatomy, but I did a lot of a lot of college. <laughs> And a lot of science. Like, I understand, like, the functions of different, like, systems in the body. Like, how your heart works. All that kind of stuff. But I guess I just... Like, that's just factual knowledge. I Mm. don't really apply it to me. Right. Which is so stupid. You would think I would. Right. But it's just... It's not real. Yeah. It doesn't... It doesn't seem real until it is. Yeah. Well, he made it real real for me. Yeah. When he was, like, puncture lung. I was like, ugh. And then that just goes into a whole new sort of problem. to worry about, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, huh. 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 Yeah, and then I just kind of spiraled from there. Yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then. And then the fungus. And then, yeah. So, I think you asked about, so, will you do pathology yeah. on what you pull? And he's like, yeah, we. we if he sees anything. If he sees anything, he'll do pathology. Um, like if he's worried about it or if he notices something, he will definitely send something off to a lab. And, um, I kind of, I was, you, you brought up fungus or I did or something happened. He's like, can I ask? He's like, why are you guys so hung up on fungus? (laughs) And then I was like, well, based off of Nicole's research, (laughs) based off of Nicole's research, which I think that's a concern. Is it not? Yeah. And then he said, what research? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, can I oop? (laughs) And I'm looking at Mooney going, research is a big word. Hmm. I've been searching. I've been Googling. (laughs) I don't know that we would call it research, but there's not a lot of information out there. There is no. However, let's bring up the fact that the FDA Mm -hmm. has put out warnings about implants now and is talking about making... um, it where surgeons or the people who manufacture implants or whatever will have to talk about these are risks right. associated with it. These are concerns or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. even putting down um, the ingredients in the actual implant itself, not what's inside, you know, like. Well, you know, it's gotten pretty bad if the FDA is actually acknowledging the problem, because how often to people have concerns about certain things and mm-hmm. people are like, oh, that's not real. It's when there's been thousands upon thousands of thousands of cases where now officially the government can mm-hmm. no longer ignore it. Right. I, I think my big problem was the reason I first walked away with the icky feeling and like bad taste in my mouth was because since this doctor was one of the only five doctors listed for the whole state of Tennessee mm-hmm. on... um a website that is supporting um, the theory of breast implant illness, Mm -hmm. you know, in my mind, he uh, was prepared to answer these questions and supported the fact that this is a real illness or um, that it is legitimate concerns I have. We were both kind of getting the vibe of... It's not that he was dismissive, because he wasn't outright no. dismissive. It was almost... It was not a friendly feeling, though. It just wasn't 
friendly. Like, it's almost like he doubted you. And it seemed like he made a really big assumption about kind of who you were and the, like, expectations you had. And, like, I'm sure it's very much like he sees, like, 90 people a day and all these women are coming in here. Like, I want to, like, kind of look like I was before. But, like, I want him out. And he's like, girl, you got to temper those expectations. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of about what I was saying before, like, I wish he had kind of talked to you a little bit and kind of seen your side of it. Mm -hmm. I think maybe he could have changed his approach a little bit more. And then also, he probably thought you were a crazy person because you were like, so the implants, (laughs) um, can I get those back? And he was like, why would you want those? Because I pay for them. And plus, I'm like, all the other women get them back. Yeah, and you're so they can have them in a bag to so like shake like, around. Okay, I don't know. So this crazy lady is focused on. And I wanted a video and a picture. Oh yeah, you want to be. And, and he's like, like, I don't video. He's like, I don't do that. I'm Which like, I find kind of crazy because the only paper I had to fill out there, mm-hmm. the only paper I filled out there, right? Usually you go to doctor's office and it's like they want your history, your medical mm-hmm. history, you know, information. What medications do you take? Blah blah blah. Right. The only thing they wanted to know was. Is do I allow them to use pictures, mm-hmm. video, my name, mm-hmm. all this stuff in teaching and magazines and whatever? Do I release that to them? It said even on Instagram. Mm. And so video that- was mentioned three or four times in there. And that's all that they, that's all that paper said. Mm-hmm. And that I sign off for that, right? Um, but then you're telling me you don't videotape and everything. I find this hard to believe. Maybe he doesn't don't videotape do his actual surgeries, but, like, he'll videotape, like, a before of you. And then he'll be like, and this is after. Like, well, and a lot of times they videotape the implants out on the table with the capsules on them. Uh-huh. And them cutting them off to see what's, like, inside. what's inside and the right. material and everything else. I mean, you know, and that's what they take pictures of, too. Technically, those are yours, so he would have to get right? released for that, I guess. Well, and, P- and a, a lot of the implants, you know, um, do have, like, particles in them, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, so, it's, like, mold or fungus. 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 Okay. Yeah, um, Unemployed. Yeah, and then he, um, we asked, like, okay, would you, would you do a pathology report on the stuff that you pulled out? And he's like, yeah, if I was concerned. It, it, it was just kind of, like... We kind of made ourselves look like idiots <laughs> looking back. I don't it. know. I don't know I don't if know I feel like it. I look like an idiot. I'm not idiot. Idiot is a strong I feel word. like he didn't want to say anything that could possibly have to do with these a, implants being, you know, not um, a good thing for me or healthy or that there's any kind of illness associated with He them. didn't want to do an official diagnosis right? that you could, like, definitely run away with and... Yes. I mean, we we have already said the scene of what we looked like. Right. So. And then I will say on my um, surgical fees estimate, you know, paper that I got, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it clearly says in here, all custom implants will be prepaid and non-refundable as they are non-returnable. This kind of says to me he makes a buttload of money off of putting implants in. Mm -hmm. So he doesn't want to say anything bad about implants. Mm. Well, I mean, would he really do that with you, though? You already know about implants. Yes, but I, you know, I'm thinking that he has in his Like officially on record. I got you. Well, not even on record or whatever. I think, 
as a person, as a human being, none of us ever want to do anything that we think would hurt someone, especially I would, I would think in a medical field where you're trying to help people and trying to make people feel better, right? you know, and in plastic surgery and everything else, right? um, which plastic surgery, let's be honest, that's from burn victims Mm -hmm. to I've had children and I want to, you know, feel good about my body again to cleft palate. It's not just boob and butt lips. It's not. It's not. It's a ton of things. And so I, I loved plastic surgery when I needed help to feel better about myself and have a tummy tuck and everything else. So I'm not going to say anything bad about it now, but I'm thinking it's kind of like you don't want to think that anything you put into someone could make them sick. Right. So whether it's self-denial or that there's no medical proof saying that, which I mean, there's not really any studies out there for this. Right. You know, and I'm not trying to get a big debate about it. But the whole thing was is that at the end, it kind of made me just feel like I felt kind of like stupid or Mm -hmm. like, you know, he in no way talked down to me. That was my own perception. But it was crazy how when we initially left, we both were like, no way. Um, And then as time went on and we kind of calmed down and really Mm -hmm. stepped back and looked at it, then we were both like, okay, let's look at this from a different standpoint. Yeah. Do you want the doctor who might... (laughs) be really friendly and his team is great and they're all like, this is going to be awesome and you're going to feel so good and everything's going to be fabulous and you're not going to be sick anymore. Mm-hmm. Fairy dust, fairy dust, you know? I'm not <laughs> saying there are doctors like that, but is that what I was expecting? Mm-hmm. Um, but then may not be able to deliver what they're saying. Right. Or do you want someone who is at one of the best places, mm-hmm. you know, who is... Uh, you know, a professor there right. who instructs other people on how to do this, who broke every single thing down to you, gave you, you know, all the... The risks. Risks, the... yes. How the surgery is done. Right. Right. What to expect. Right. Um, not to have your expectations too high. Right. That you might have to have multiple surgeries. Right. You know, um, all of this, right, and was very, you know, direct on it. Mm-hmm. Um not sunshine, rainbows, unicorns, fairy dust. Uh, but definitely knows what the heck he's doing. And does a good job. And does a good job. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with a second option. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and so me and my feelings decided that <laughs> we liked that doctor too. And um, we would be happy to go to that bougie place mm-hmm. and pay... $10,084. Right. So. So that was our day. That was our day. And then. <laughs> it was such a weird day. Like I felt like. It was like three. It was three separate days all in one day. And mm-hmm. it felt long. But it felt short at the same time. Like mm-hmm. when you really thought about it. I'm like oh well we've only been out since. Dude, it was such a stressful day too. And it's like an hour drive from where we live. Yeah. Um, but, you know. <sighs> it's, it's crazy to think. And this will just tell you, like, how irrational humans are. And how nothing is really real, kind of, at this point. <laughs> we were so, like, gung-ho. Like, no, we're not going there. And then, like, what, an hour later? We were like, what were we thinking? Like, that was just. Right. Oh, we really? are so ridiculous. Oh, you can go big brain time, but you're moving. <laughs> Like, really? Like, <laughs> okay. like, me, me and my emotions got butt hurt 
And now I don't want you to fix my boobies. Like, what did you say? You got dick slapped and now you're upset about I it? I did. I felt like I got dick slapped. <laughs> like, two things. Like, I got slapped with a dick in my face. Ooh, okay. Right? Like, I emotionally got dick slapped. Yeah. And, that, and I didn't get, it like, a big O. You know what I mean? It wasn't like, worth it. Like, I thought I was going down for some head and was going to get payback. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I just got dick slapped. And it was like, joke's on you. <laughs> or... I felt like I had a dick, <laughs> and someone was going to give me a blowjob, and then they just smacked it. It was like, joke's on you. Either way. Either way, you're the man in this situation. I Oh, my God, not again. <laughs> well, because titty slapped or pussy slapped. That doesn't... It, 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 does, it, 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 it hit different, literally. It hit, I really felt like I got my dick slapped, and... Um, I felt a little shameful. I felt a little stupid. Like, I fell for this kind of thing. I mm-hmm. don't know. That's what I felt. Yeah. I don't have a dick, by the way, but I'm assuming that's what it would feel like. <laughs> I don't know what would be the comparison. Oh, do we want to talk about how we went to the gay bar and that drag queen asked you... <laughs> asked me what? I don't How long remember. it's been since your transition surgery. When was this? When we went to the gay bar and we were you were standing outside smoking a cigarette. I was out there with you and the drag the drag was that here in town? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. You know? Oh, out back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what's sad? Mm-hmm. That's happened to me so many times. Oops. I know. Eventually, I'm gonna have to put a picture up. I swear to God, I'm a really pretty girl, like or woman, whatever. You're a woman, right? I'm a woman. Right. Well, at some point, we'll talk about. How pretty I am. Yeah. How it's paid bills. Not as an escort, people. Okay, I wasn't a hooker. Not that there's anything... Well, I guess there is kind of something wrong with that. But, I, I mean, mean not it is that, technically no, illegal. No judgment. It's not... There's nothing wrong with it, but it is illegal. Like, right, but I'm not judging against anybody. Right. Like, I mean, you do. You know, you. I, but I, I'm just saying that's not what it was. We support sex workers here. <laughs> I don't know, do we? I don't know. I don't okay. know what the right answer is. We don't personally support sex workers. That is, but that is not what I was saying. We are two sex positive women. Yes. That is off completely off subject. Like, let's get back on the rails here. <laughs> is there really a subject? I mean, yeah. Right? We, we're talking about this. Okay. What was the point? Anyway. Anyway, you were talking about me looking like a dude at yeah. the gay bar. Right. Okay. I distracted you. It was my fault. It was. No, no but, but I'm ultimately, saying. Ultimately, we're just talking about how... I guess we could just talk about this like a whole big moment. Of... I feel like I felt humiliated. No, yeah. not I mean, it's humiliated. Too big a word. I feel like that's so strong of a word. I don't think that was, and I don't think that was his intention whatsoever. My big thing is, is I really learned about perception, and I thought I knew before, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. Is that me feeling like I came in there with some stuff I googled, and oh, this is the reason I'm sick, and um, getting these out is going to make me feel better, and then the doctor saying. Um, well, I can't guarantee it's going to make you feel better. I was okay with that. But mm-hmm. then when it kept going on and it felt like everything that I had been researching and stuff, and here I am using that big R word, mm-hmm. um, was not legitimate and everything else, it made me feel very foolish and mm-hmm. dumb. And, um... Yeah. I'm thinking it's kind of one of those things of... You're in no way claiming you're an expert, but you're like, I'm doing the best I can to try to figure out what's making me feel so bad. And, like, you definitely don't want to self-diagnose yourself. Like, I think that's dangerous territory to, like, log on to WebMD and be like, I'm coughing and I have, 
stomach pains. Oh, shit, I have cancer. Like, yeah. that moment. Like, that happens to so many people. Um, but do you know how I found out about WebMD? Hmm. I had a doctor who Say, told me he up. uses WebMD. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we don't want to go back to that doctor. <laughs> I have it. But, um... Yeah, and how everything, he showed me how everything, it was really cool though, he showed me how everything's on his phone and stuff. Yeah. And like they just put in whatever is going on. Not, he didn't just use WebMD, but he said, he, he's like, have you ever used WebMD? I have. Um, mm-hmm. But then like all these different things they have and it tells you what medications to give, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay, that's so, cool. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, so. Yeah, but it's like you're doing the best you can. You're doing all this big R word research. <laughs> trying to see like what's going on like you notice and i was you, so excited you were so excited because i felt like i had finally figured it out like connected right. everything and then went in there and it was like he popped my balloon which is like he popped my titties mm-hmm. right because okay he said i had to have a mammogram done right which right. i don't know if anybody's had a mammogram done but let me tell you what happens they shove your boob in this machine mm-hmm. right and then they smash it down as much as they can to take pictures to get images Okay, it's very uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and everything. I have implants in and I'm already having problems with them. So I'm worried that it will explode or, you know, pop being in there. Um, And so I'm like, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And he seemed like that was no big deal to do that. Okay, what if it pops? You know? Yeah. I think that was kind of my first. You're going to get it taken out anyway. I think that was the first moment where I was like, wait, what? Like, wait a minute. Right. I think that was my first, that was my first moment where I was like, hold on, what, what, wait, what? Like, that was the weirdest thing to me, like, it doesn't matter if it pops. Like, it seems like it, it would matter. Like, right? Especially if there is some type of problem, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it just seemed like that was no big deal. And I'm like, okay, well, then I have a flat chest <laughs> on one side, and then a... A watermelon. A triple G on the other side. Like, I don't know about that. And how long do I have to wait a month to even get in? Yeah. For an, so go with a flat titty from... Let's just... <laughs> come on! Come on! Is that calling you flat titty? <laughs> and then there was another part of me that was like, okay, I have a little back flash here. Mm-hmm. My mother went to the same surgeon I did. She got implants just like i did right Mm -hmm. and she had where one of hers ruptured is what they call it when it goes flat and stuff Uh uh-huh and that's when she started having a lot of um health problems health problems definitely health problems she had rheumatoid arthritis um all this other stuff but she also started going cuckoo for cocoa puffs Mm -hmm. like one flew over the cuckoo's nest like Mm -hmm. it just started going from there right? right um and so didn't really attribute it to that, even though she had told my sister that she felt like that's when she was having a lot of problems in her lucid moments. Right. Um, and so now connecting the dots and seeing all these other women that have had so many similar problems that I've had or my mother had or whatever. And for him to say it's no big deal. Yeah. If it pops, like who cares? Like. It just made me feel so irrelevant, so just... And it really... It was just an icky feeling, like... Yeah, yeah. It it was... I guess it was dismissive. Like, I'm, there's kind of no other way to describe right? it. Like, that was a dismissive moment. Does that turn us completely off of him? No, not anymore after we've calmed down a little bit. <laughs> but, like, At the time. But reflecting on it now, it right? was dismissive. 
to go back to what I was saying, though, like, it, you went through all the trouble of trying to figure out what's wrong with you. You're really trying to be your own advocate. Because really, at the end of the day, like, we've all been to doctors where you really had to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Mm-hmm. Like, no, something is wrong. Something is wrong. And you hear about all those stories of, like... Something is wrong, and something was wrong. Right. And the only way it got diagnosed is because you kept pushing and trying and mm-hmm. being your own advocate. Because sometimes in the health industry, you have to be. Mm-hmm. And it's just in like in life, you have to be your own advocate mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. You have to fight for yourself. 100%. Well, and I went through that with my son's autism. Mm-hmm. You know, um, having to fight and everything and saying something's not right. And, you know, that... Um, that he needs help, you know, yeah. and being his advocate. And he was so, he was like a year and a half um, yeah, when we I first mean, got diagnosed. And I'm like, he's my third child. I can tell you something is totally different. It's like his soul has been ripped out, you know. Right. Um, and he needed all these therapies and everything else. And um, then I got with the right people who not only believed me, but had experience with that. And they're like, absolutely, you Mm -hmm. know, and helped him to get to the level that he's at now. But then I had to fight school systems and counselors and everything else. And not to say all of them were like that. Like, then I had some amazing teachers, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and principals and counselors and just there, like so many people, but it, was having to go through so much of fighting people just to get him to be able to stay in a regular class and yeah. get him the services that he needed and everything else, you know? And so I've been there before, and it gets to a point where you'll fight for your children, you'll fight for someone you love, but when it comes to fighting for yourself, mm-hmm. why do a lot of times we kind of punk out? I don't know. Because I know I do that. Yeah, I do too. I think we all do. Is it a self-worth issue? A self-esteem, a self-confidence. Like, right. What What does it come from? Um, yeah, that's a good question. That could be a whole other podcast right. right there. Well, and another thing, too, is I was telling you um, that I felt like part of my problem during that uh, consultation yes. was that I was in my feminine energy. <sighs> and so I felt kind of submissive, uh-huh. you know, um, I don't know why I would feel like that considering that I was like half naked, you know, with my tits hanging out everywhere as you <laughs> and the doctor and the nurse are all in there and we're all talking about, you know, I'm going to have these taken out and blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, I was feeling very naked, you know, <laughs> and very feminine. And a lot of times I carry myself more in a masculine energy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, very assertive. I'm a Leo. Okay. I'm kind of like going for the kill. Like this is the way it is. Blah, blah, blah. Take it or leave it. Everything to me is fuck yes or fuck no. Yeah. And fuck you. You know. <laughs> but I have a huge heart and I love so hard. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. So I ahead. feel like if I had been in my masculine energy. Uh-huh. Right. If I had been like, no, this is the way it is. And if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. I'll find somebody else. I wouldn't have felt that bad and I wouldn't have felt dismissed and everything else, right? And I'm not saying one's right or the wrong, but having been more in a feminine energy, having felt vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Maybe vulnerable is the way I feel feminine energy is. I would I felt love so to naked and about... like kicked in the uterus, man, like kicked in the balls, like I felt all slapped. discombobulated. No. Yes. I would love to talk about like let's delve into kind of the psychology of thinking that feminine energy 
is submissive or lesser than or... Yo, don't be putting words in my mouth. I don't mean lesser than, but I do feel like our society sees feminine energy mm-hmm. as more submissive and masculine energy as more dominant. And it's not necessarily meaning that yeah, for a man it? or a woman, mm-hmm. but I feel like that is a norm. Like, that is a definition. Do You don't? No, I, I don't disagree with you about society whatsoever. Okay. Like You I, are allowed to disagree with me. No, but I, I agree with that assessment <laughs> about society. No. Um, I guess I'm just thinking about, like, is that kind of internal sexism you're using against yourself as a way to be dismissive of, like, why do we associate being vulnerable with being a woman? I don't know, but it's one of the things I have the hardest problem with. And I'm just saying, to me, that seems like you're being, like you're putting down that side of yourself. Mm-hmm. When really, I do block it off a lot. I know you do. I do. One of my friends called me out on that, mm-hmm. Darlene, mm-hmm. right? She called me out on that. I told you about it, didn't I? Yeah. A couple of years ago when my mom passed away. Yeah. Um, and this is one of my best friends. Uh she said that we had one conversation about it when mm-hmm. I was driving back from Florida. And then she's like, then you didn't want to talk about it again. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until well, we'll have this conversation about pulling yourself, putting your big girl panties on and pulling yourself <laughs> up, off the bathroom floor, crying yourself. Yeah. Uh, because your, your relationship of 16 years has left you for a younger woman. <laughs> this happened to me. And she said, and all the time I've known you, that was the most vulnerable I've ever seen you. She was like, this is like the first time I've ever seen you cry. You didn't even cry about your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, you were totally broke. And she was telling me, now this is someone we would call the ice princess, like yes. ice queen, okay? She's a Sagittarius. Anyway. Any um, noozles. That's and, besides the point. Ooh, very direct. But always there for me. Huge heart. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But she was like. Your vulnerability is such a beautiful part of you. Mm-hmm. I've never heard her use those two words ever, much a less together. Beautiful and vulnerable? Yeah. Yes. Are those even her vocabulary? I don't know, because I did, her vulnerability is like... <laughs> no, but and I'm not trying to put it down. I love no, Darlene no, or anything else, no. but it was a huge thing to me. Yeah. So then I started really, really looking at it, and I was like, I don't allow myself to be vulnerable very much. Not even with my children, like mm-hmm. not with the closest people next to me or anything. And I know it always goes back to childhood. <laughs> that being vulnerable as a child would definitely get me kicked in the balls. You right. know, there was no, that was not allowed. Yeah, being. No, growing up in a Catholic military. Southern family. family. We don't have yes. feelings. Yes, we hide everything, much less the all the um, domestic violence and yeah. everything else. Yeah. yeah. So, which that'll be another day. Well, all the interesting people had really fucked up childhoods. Let's be honest. Wait. <laughs> that's a whole nother conversation. To be, uh, in order to be a successful, funny, interesting person, do you have to have a fucked up childhood? Like, it doesn't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you a stronger, well rounded person. Hurt. Um, it doesn't not help. <laughs> Cha-ching. What's for me? Yeah, if I'm I got a freaking childhood, I'm going to make money, honey. Whatever. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. Like, Unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Unemployed. Wonder Twin Power Act. Does insurance cover this? <laughs> uh, I feel like that's going to be a thing from now on. I know, right? <laughs>
So. Anyway. The moral of the story is, um, check yourself when you feel butt hurt. Yeah. Is it ego? Is it ego? It usually is. It, 99% of the time it's right. ego. Which doesn't mean that you're wrong. No. About how you feel. Okay. You, you have a right to feel however you feel. Your feelings are valid and important and it is okay to feel any type of way you right? feel. But there is that moment where you have to ask yourself. Why are my feelings hurt? Yes. Is it because my ego got bruised? Or was this like a genuine thing yes. that was put out there to hurt my feelings? Right. Um, and take a buddy with you whenever you're going to do anything serious. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You're Another perspective. I feel like I kind of pulled you out of it. You um, did. You pulled me out of it and you helped me through it. And I'm so glad you were there. I love you. Love I you too. I Yeah. I yeah. owe you one. I would like to think that I am the more... Level-headed. Level-headed, analytical, logical person out of the two of us. Not to say I'm not an emotional person, because I am. Yeah, I'm more of peace, love, harmony, unicorns, sparkly unicorns. Yeah. Um, fairy dust, and like... Which is so interesting. Everything's going to be awesome to and To okay. why you're the wolf and I'm the moon. Because low-key, I feel like we should switch. Right. Well, my given name was Moonbeam. I know. However, in a lot of ways, you're... And a lot of, I don't you know, know if what? you're more hippie than me or... You know what's beautiful? What? Is that we all have a little wolf and moon in us all. Aww. That's cute. It is. And you shine so brightly and I will always howl for you. Oh. But see, you are my little moon child more than... To me, you're more moon child than I am. Really? Yeah. Do you, so you want to be the wolf and I'll be the moon? I mean, it doesn't matter. Like... Well, we have to make a decision at some point. Okay, fair. Right. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Shit. We'll switch. Who cares? <laughs> Does that mean I get to be the woman again? <laughs> <laughs> the only time in life. <laughs> okay. Well, we love you all. And this if someone is... hasn't told you today. You're smart. You're, you're smart. important. You're beautiful. You're empowered. Man or woman. And you're feminine, masculine, or no identification. Mm-hmm. You are perfect as you are. And... We love you. You are loved. You are cherished. You are perfect as you are. Yes. And if no one said this to you today, or maybe you need to say it to yourself, look yourself in the mirror and say, I see you. I hear you. I acknowledge you. I think that goes a long way for a lot of people. And I think we should say that to others and to ourselves a little bit more. Right. And I appreciate you. And I appreciate you. I do. And I love you. I love you. I appreciate you, and I love you, and I love me, and I appreciate myself, even though I don't always live in reality. Well, reality's not so fun sometimes. Touche! Ding, ding. Ding, 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 ding. All right. Oh! Peace! Woo!